The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Roads Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I have to say at the outset that at this point in time, in breaking news and American history in the making, the phrase an invitation to travel is relative. But we know that this too shall pass. And when it does, and people are out on the open road again to places like Route 66, places like Claremore, Oklahoma, the subject of today's episode, Good Times Await. And we'll talk about Claremore, Oklahoma, and all that it has to offer right after this. Let's face it, Nevada's slice of Interstate 80 is a stretch of highway most motorists expect to blast down, pedal to the metal on their way to somewhere, well, else. But those folks, they're missing out. They're missing out on a road trip brimming with real deal Western heritage that we like to call Nevada's Cowboy Corridor. Discover the lively, history-rich communities waiting just down those off-ramps with Travel Nevada's Cowboy Corridor podcast. Hear from Nevadans who, over several generations, have formed a deep bond with the Northern Nevada landscape and kept its Western vibes alive. Meet the maker of the country's only ranch-brewed beer, the founder of Winnemucca's Buckaroo Hall of Fame, the owner of one of the American West's most legendary custom saddle and leather shops and far more. From Basque sheep herding to ranch brewed beer, ghost towns to modern mining, and of course, plenty of buckaroo tradition. Learn just how deep the history and heritage along the Cowboy Corridor runs. Head to soundcloud.com slash Travel Nevada to listen to all three parts of Travel Nevada's Cowboy Corridor podcast. And of course, there's plenty more where that came from at travelnevada.com. Welcome back to Trip Talk, everyone. This too shall pass. Yes, we're facing a pandemic. On the other side of it, hitting the open road, seeking adventure, all that American road travel has to offer. I want to introduce you to Jessica Putz. This lady is a graduate of Oklahoma State University in Stillwater, Oklahoma, with a Bachelor of Arts in Public Relations. She is the Director of Sales and Marketing for Visit Claremore, Jessica was born and raised in Chelsea, Oklahoma, and is a proud alumna. For the last 10 years, she has been in hospitality management in the Claremore and Tulsa areas. She was awarded status among Rogers County 40 Under 40, class of 2019. Jessica is very honored to be able to serve the community of Claremore and is looking forward to its continued progress. Jessica, welcome to Trip Talk. Thank you for having me. We are delighted. Odd circumstances, though we are facing, dire in many cases, but we are hopeful. We are optimistic as Americans, and we press forward. We look for better days to come, and they will arrive. For someone like you, Jessica, with your Bachelor of Arts in Public Relations, there in Claremore, working in the tourism and hospitality industry, this must pose a unique challenge. It absolutely does. It's something that we've as Americans have not really experienced in our lifetime. And you have to take a unique look at it because people can't travel right now, but they, they do have access to tons and tons of information. So there's still a way to spin it where people can learn and feed their need to want to go see the open road and see new things in, in the United States. 
And there is so much there in Claremore that I never knew existed. It could be a real thrill for people going through and going along Route 66, which is still such a draw, even though it's a decommissioned highway. I always find that fascinating. Please tell us, Jessica, about the Route 66 heritage of Claremore and to what extent are they really kind of parallel, the progress of Claremore and respect for the traditions and the great heritage and history of Route 66 travel? 66 is one of the most notable things that Claremore has to offer, the other being Will Rogers, but most people recognize it as being on historic Route 66, and we still have a piece of the original 66 in Claremore. It was a highway for, for travel, and a lot of people came through, and a lot of people settled here because of that highway, and then as the railroads came through, and it became more and more of a, a place to be. At one point, it was larger than Tulsa because of all of the transport through Claremore. As a matter of fact, there's a long railroad history in uh, Claremore. I'm told that if you're driving around Claremore, you can expect sooner or later to be stopped by one or more trains. <laughs> that is something that we're very notable for. We were the cro one of the few crossroads where Union Pacific and um, uh, Um, the other railroad came through, and that's what really got us started as a town was the railroads crossing there. And so people there on Route 66 and with railway travel, it's it's great to know that there were people that found something that was so valuable and appealing to them, they decided to stay, maybe raise a family in Claremore. This is during Dust Bowl days included, and I know that quite a few people stopped there, enjoyed it, and went on to places like Arizona and California, probably along Route 66. And so they got the experience of Claremore and then moved on because society was on the move at that time. And yet Claremore was attractive enough to hold people who would then build a home, they would raise a family, and they started, it seems to me, and I haven't been there yet, I've been doing my research, getting ready for this show, it seems like the attractions are organic because they reflect so much of the culture of Oklahoma, and particularly all the attractions that you find in so-called green country around that state. Yes, a lot of them are, are very organic. For example, in that time period where they were recovering from the Dust Bowl. They discovered radium water, and it, they claimed it had healing powers, and they had many, many radium baths throughout Claremore. And a lot of people were attracted to that, and that was a, a very organic pool for, for many people. And people came from all over the world to get in the radium baths in Claremore. And then as, as that it drew more and more people, um, J.M. Davis moved to Claremore, which he later uh, accrued the largest privately owned gun collection, which turned into J.M. Davis Historical Arms Museum. And, of course, Will Rogers was here. So that has caused us to have a lot of, of different aspects of interest for people to look at while they're here. And no one casts a longer shadow over that region of Oklahoma and Claremore itself than Will Rogers. In fact, it, to state it a bit more broadly, Jessica, I know you can speak to this very articulately. 
it's known as Museum City. I was astonished to find that <laughs> Claremore, Oklahoma has more museums, and people will doubt this, but I read it. It must be true. Claremore, <laughs> Oklahoma has more museums per capita than any other place in America. I was astounded to read that. This this is true. We have four museums, and we are a city of, of 20,000 people. So we have four museums in rather a smaller community, and they're they're unique. So we have the Will Rogers Memorial Museum, which speaks to Will Rogers' life, and it has his saddle collection, and um, there's the Banks collection of art there for Will. Um, we also have the J.M. Davis Arms and Historical Museum, which has over 14,000 pieces of firearms from ranging from all all times, and um, also a sign collection that he had on the side that has 1,200 pieces there. We also have um, the Claymore Museum of History, which is about Claymore itself, but Lynn Riggs, for example, was from Claymore and wrote Green Grow the Lilacs, and it was based on this area. So we were gifted the Surrey from the musical Oklahoma and a lot of the costumes on that. So the Museum of History holds that and artifacts from Andy Payne, who ran the Great Bunyan race. And then lastly, we have the Oklahoma Museum of, of the Oklahoma Military Museum. I'd like to focus, now with all that to see, now there is a trip in the making, and I'm sure there are numerous places to stay, and I know there are numerous places to eat if you're driving through and visiting. You won't go away hungry, that's for sure. But I did want to focus, Jessica, on the man Will Rogers, because we have our share of younger listeners, and they don't have the appreciation that the oldsters do. Will Rogers was a stage and motion picture actor, vaudeville performer. See, this is how far back he goes. He was an American cowboy, a humorist, a newspaper columnist, and a social commentator. Will Rogers traveled around the world three times, which would be something there locally to talk about, I'm sure. He made 71 movies and wrote more than 4,000 nationally syndicated newspaper columns. You can experience 12 galleries at the Museum and Memorial, named after Will Rogers, the life and times of a man who brought laughter to the world with a remarkably gentle, friendly sense of humor. With his humor, the way I like to say it, Jessica, he who said that he never met a man he didn't like, his humor got you laughing, but it seemed like it was never at any individual's expense. He, he was a man of profound wisdom. A lot of his quotes that that he said are, are very still applicable today, and and he loved to pick at politicians, and uh, they all still loved him as he as he picked at them and and uh, um, had just in depth things to say, and and he he speaks to politics, and he was very insightful for his time and even for now. He was insightful about society and about human nature. So I, I deeply appreciate him. I was very surprised to learn that he made 71 movies. That speaks to his popularity. Jessica, tell us, because I'm sure you've been there a time or two, tell us what it's like when you go to the Will Rogers Memorial Museum. I just would love to go there and to see the various exhibits. What awaits you when you go there? 
So it's a it's a large museum and not in the traditional um, box building museum. It sets up on a hill, which Will and his wife actually purchased at some point to retire to and, and never got the chance to. And ironically, Will never actually lived in the state of Oklahoma. He, he passed before it became a state so he could move back here. So he never actually lived in Oklahoma, only Indian Territory. Um, but the, the wife turned it over to the state to become a museum, and she donated his battle collection. So within the museum, there's art and his things, and it, there's a, a map where it tracks everywhere that, that Will went because for his time period, he was an amazing traveler. I mean, that today would even be busy for us. Um, the, they, and they also have, my favorite part has always been the dioramas. And uh, I remember as a child going in there and looking at the dioramas because they had everything from him as a small child roping little girls, you know, like being ornery, little boy, like I'm sure that he was. And, uh, and then they also depict his, his plane crash in the dioramas. And I've, I always found that to be very interesting. There's also a large theater where you can go in and watch his films on a loop, um, and they just redid that, and it is beautiful. Um, and then they have some modern art where people depicted Will in ways that were fun and unique. And there's a children's I'm... part in the bottom. I forgot about that. There's a children's part in the bottom that uh, you can be your own vaudeville actor. There's a stage, and you can see yourself on a... a um, have you up on a TV where you can actually see yourself and they have clothing and, and stuff that so you can actually be like Will in the movies. That's a great idea. That would be something to see. Well, definitely a top attraction in Claremore, Oklahoma. Museum City it has a reputation for that. I think that's terrific. I wanted to ask you about a museum that would take a, really more of an overview and get people acquainted with the town, the Claremore Museum of History. And I understand there's a Surrey with the Fringe on top, which will remind people of the uh, film and the musical Oklahoma. Absolutely. So, as I said earlier, Lynn Riggs was born here in Claremore, and... He based the, the play off this area, and I think if you watch the movie or read the play and you're from here, you can definitely feel the, the spirit of this area. So when they turned it into the musical Oklahoma, um, I don't it wasn't actually filmed here, but they depicted a lot of the same environments that we have here, and they donated a lot of the stuff back to the, the Claremore Museum of History. Um, so you can go see the actual Surrey that was there and um, the costumes that they wore that are set out. It, it, you really feel like you've seen something neat. And I know a lot of people see things from movies, but Oklahoma is a classic. Oh, absolutely. An American classic for sure. And so there is that museum. At the outset, you were talking a bit about the J.M. Davis Gun Museum and uh, if you go to, by the way, I should mention this, visit Claremore.org, and Claremore is spelled C-L-A-R-E-M-O-R-E, visit Claremore.org, you find out about so much there is to see and do. It's extraordinary. The J.M. Davis Gun Museum, for one thing, if you want to take a selfie, how about getting a picture of yourself standing by a big army tank? That's right there. And the gun museum itself with, with a tremendous array and also the displays. I see here looking at the website, there's even a display about Bonnie and Clyde. There, 
they have guns literally from from all eras there um they do have some that belong to gangsters and um they have some that belong to wild west cowboys that went rogue their their collection is very extensive and and jm davis moved to this area and he owned property here and a lot of times when they went through the depression he would take guns and things as trade instead of rent so he he started this elaborate gun collection and i think it became almost an obsession so he he owned the will rogers motel which is still standing and you can see the inside of that and it's gorgeous um and they that's where they originally started the the museum and then it was moved to a secondary location which he is also buried at so um the 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 guns if you are interested in guns or the history of guns in american history that is a strong walkthrough that you can see from all eras. And again, the museums there are wonderful by reputation. You mentioned earlier the Oklahoma Military Academy Museum. But see, there's there are all these aspects, Jessica, of Clearboard where, oh, you think of Will Rogers as well, you should, but there's all this other stuff to do and to see as well. Now, is the Military Academy, is that still operating? The Military Academy is now turned into Rogers State University, and it went through several name changes in its time. But where the Military Academy was is now Rogers State University. The, they are still having the museum that are in the old barracks of the Military Academy. And that's significant to the locals, to Oklahomans generally as well, because Oklahoma Military Academy was hailed as the West Point of the Southwest. Yes, it, it, it had a very strong pool. There were a lot of people. They, they still do a, a big reunions here, and, and it, it's just breathtaking to see all those people get together that are so proud and still decorated. It, it, it has a very strong route here if people wanted to come and visit museums you've got them that much is obvious by now but i'm i was surprised jessica when i learned that i think there are over 300 antique stores and vendor locations around town now in a town that is that small that's an extraordinary number of places where you can go and try to find that hidden gem it is a lot of our downtown is dedicated to to vintage items with our antique dealers. We have over 308 vendors down our, our downtown area. Um, and our Main Street has come so far. They've worked really hard at reviving it and keeping the old buildings that were there. Like I said, the Will Rogers Hotel is still there on the corner of our Main Street, and they've taken very good care of the exterior. So a lot of our downtown still looks like it did in the, you know, the early 1900s. Now, I would think that that is no accident. In terms of the city fathers and mothers who look to the future of, of uh, Claremore and that whole area there between Claremore and Tulsa, this is green country. So it seems to me there would be some kind of attitude about how to preserve but also progress in that part of Oklahoma that is so attractive to people driving through. I, I think a lot of people are turning more to an authentic life experience. I mean, we do all kind of fun beach things, but I think more people are getting back to the authentic lifestyle of how 
we live every day. And I think places like Claymore that's on Historic Route 66 is an authentic experience for them. We have we still have the southern hospitality where you can go anywhere in town and everyone is so polite to you. Um, and I think that they've done a great job of, of keeping that small town still as they still grow and progress. There are any number of people listening to us who will say, that's great, I don't mind visiting a museum or two or three, but then I want to get out. I want to get some exercise. I like that outdoor recreation. You have that as well. Claremore Lake, Will Rogers Park, the Claremore Mountain Bike Trails. If you want to get out and see nature and be a part of it, there are abundant opportunities there as well. That's correct. We have Our bike trails are, are newer, um, and they've done a great job, and they, they keep going in there and, and making them more extensive. And um, we've had people actually travel from, like, Ozark area and out of state to come just ride our mountain bike trails because they have done such a great job of keeping them up and keeping them changing. And we have such great, you know, we're called green country. So everything around us is green and lush, and we, we're at the edge of the Ozark, so we kind of still have a little bit of the rolling hills and um, we have a lot of good nature around. Claremore Lake is beautiful, and you can take a kayak that you can get right there and go kayak in Claremore Lake. I'm curious to know, and of course we have to keep this in mind, it bears saying again that with the coronavirus pandemic going on, people just have to be careful about travel. We're being advised not to take unnecessary trips. All that is true. And here we are doing a broadcast and podcast about leisurely road travel. So <laughs> that's our challenge, telling people about when this is over, when that golden day comes and you can safely venture out. Claremore, Oklahoma is a place to go. And it's not that far away from Tulsa in green country. All of that is there. You want museums, if you want recreation, outdoor activities, if you want a place to stay and eat and do some antiquing, it's all there for you. And so in terms of being friendly to the travelers, about, tell us a little bit about the places where you can go and get a good, authentic Oklahoma meal. The name Dots Cafe was one I noticed right off, and I thought, I think I'd like to get breakfast there. <laughs> Dots is a wonderful breakfast option. I think that we're most commonly known for Hannet House. So the Oklahoma official meal is chicken fried steak. Ah. So we have Hannet House here, which is locally owned and operated. Um, Bill Barrett has done a wonderful job and is a great community partner. He is involved in everything. And they ha they're home to the Mile High Pie. So as soon as you walk in the door, there's a large sign that says, Life's short, eat dessert first. And he's not lying, but if you eat dessert first, you may be hungry after that. Right. But they, they're known for their large portions, and they have pie that stands up at least six to eight inches high. It's just the most gorgeous pie ever. And a chicken fried steak that's as big as your head. So come hungry for good southern food if you're going to come to Hannah House. And you will leave full. That is terrific to know because... People who go on Route 66 trips, and it may be along other routes, of course, I'm sure you can find much the same thing, even off the interstate, to be honest with you. But in Claremore, the Route 66 experience comes alive in part because there is going to be that place where you got the gigantic piece of pie or the big chicken fried steak, something that you eat that you cannot find in mass culture, the chain restaurants, and you're going to carry that culinary memory with you forever. 
Absolutely. Uh, and Hammond House also is known for their calf fries and lamb fries, which are an item that you don't often find on um, menus, but also very Southern. So that's something that you could eat that not you're not going to find on every menu. I did want to ask you before we close our broadcast here, Jessica, tell our listeners in brief about what sorts of events happen when they are allowed to happen. Things are shutting down because there's an emergency, but when everybody is back in business, I know you have a 5K race there. There's, a, I hope it happens every year, a film festival in honor of Will Rogers. So you go to that. What sorts of events normal, normally are done seasonally or on an annual basis? Claremore works really very hard for to keep events going here. And we do have the Will Rogers Film Festival that was smashing success. We had um, entries from all over the United States and, and other countries. Um, so it it was just, it's, it's been fabulous, and that is a tradition. We do that during Will's birthday, um, which is November 4th. It's always the first weekend in November. Um, we have Dickens on the Boulevard, which is celebrating its 25th anniversary. It is the weekend, I believe it's the weekend after Thanksgiving, weekend before Thanksgiving. And it's a celebration where everyone dresses in Victorian fashion, and they have, they sing carols, and they have a shootout downtown, and the shops all are all decorated for Christmas in Victorian. It is absolutely wonderful, and it's this year, assuming everything goes well, we'll be having it in, in um, November downtown. There's so much to see and do in Claremore. If you aren't convinced by now, you need to go see it for yourself. Jessica Putz, thank you so much for giving us a verbal tour of Claremore. I hope to get there myself. There is just so much to enjoy. And I should mention, visitclaremore.org is a great resource. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Likewise. Jessica Putz, everybody, visitclaremore.org is the place to go. I did want to tell you this, looking to another region of the country, if you're looking ahead to your next adventure, and it will come, we agree, the future is a pretty picture. And there are plenty more of those waiting for you in the 2020 Nevada Visitor's Guide. Get ready for surprising scenery, colorful characters, oddball attractions, see it to believe it events, and plenty more bits of inspiration that are sure to get your wheels turning. Order your guide today at TravelNevada.com slash travel dash guides. Because no matter what's going on out there, when you're ready to come, make some memories. Nevada will be right here waiting for you. See you down the road. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to Trip Talk. Always glad to have you with us. For Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine, we remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue of American Road. Until next week, drive safely, live safely. We'll look forward to entertaining you again next Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW or wherever your podcasts are found.